Thanks for joining us today on Soul Zero Two. This is the podcast that is putting the oxygen back into the Christian life one soul at a time. And I want you to join us on our website, Soul Zero Two, where you'll find blogs and articles and uh, videos and and audios uh, just of, of the stuff we cover. Uh, and also we have a YouTube channel now, so we're, we're working on that diligently. And uh, But today I want to talk to you about uh, a simple idea that maybe in this season where everybody is retooling, maybe it's been hard for you because maybe you're stuck in past methods that no longer work. So I titled today's thought, You Can't Get There From Here. Uh, often you hear this in sports, you know, in their own different wordings, and you hear it in all kinds of, and there's a great book that came out a few years ago called What Got You Here Won't Get You There. And they are really the masters at, at this kind of idea of what I'm sharing today. But I want to share it more from a from a practical, uh, maybe spiritual even point of view in your life. And it seems that everyone these days is changing the way they do things. And they're saying that everything uh, is online now, you know, all the videos online, all the everything we do is online now. And, and maybe you're an analog thinker, uh, which means the opposite of digital in a way. Uh, and you're saying, this is really hard for me. Well, you're never too old to change. I mean, uh, I'm almost 60 years old and I'm doing this, you know, and, and I've been building my own computers for 30 years. And so I'm kind of a nerd at heart. But I want to tell you a story about, to, to help illustrate what I want to share with you. There was a young man by the name of uh, Ellis Coleman that uh, he was a great wrestler some years ago. And in 2012, uh, he, by 2012, he became very famous for all of the the just his career but he was very famous especially for this this move he did called the flying squirrel and you may have seen this on the news and maybe you recall it but it was amazing that he would just take two seconds and just take down his opponent and a couple of articles surfaced after his success he had four million viewers and was doing fantastic one of the articles was titled this, and this is what got my attention about what I want to share today. It said, Why Ellis Coleman Needs More Than the Flying Squirrel to Medal. In other words, to, to get his gold medal if he if he goes to the Olympics. And it goes on to say that he needs to catch up to his opponents. He he he, he can only do this by uh by catching his opponents off guard. But what do you and that and that works great in the junior leagues, but what, what do you do when you're in the senior leagues? when you're with the Olympic material of these people that train their whole life and are masters of what they do. And so it turned out that uh, he became a sensation on YouTube and, and very famous and, and all these things. And turns out, fast forward to 2016, when, when the Olympics happened in Rio, another article came out that said this. It said, Ellis Coleman focuses on family after falling short of real Olympics. And that really caught my attention because of this idea here that you cannot get there from here. What I mean is your methods, your mindset, your attitudes, the way that you're doing things now won't get you to where you're going. And he's an example of this. And I'm sure he's a fine wrestler and a, a fine human being. This is only an example. But we tend to have a natural bias. Have you ever noticed? We tend to have a natural bias to the things that work at the moment. And there's human nature in us that says, 
it's working now, who cares? And we often don't think about what about the future? What's going to happen tomorrow? What am I going to do in the next phase of my life? And what happens when the moment changes and you have that attitude, that complacent attitude that says, well, everything's fine now. I'm not going to worry about it. Well, it happened to Ellis Coleman. And it's happening to many people today who have not yet adjusted to all these changes that are happening. And uh, so getting there requires change in, in, in a few areas. I'll only give you three, but there's so many more you can you can think of yourself. You guys are smart out there. You gals are smart out there. And uh, But one of the very most obvious ways that we need change, that we need to see this change, is in our mindset, in our thinking, in the way that we process, the way that we, that we uh, look at things intellectually with our mind. The way that we thought about things in the last season may not work for this season. And the older you are, the harder it is, the more rigid your thinking becomes. And the younger you are, the more elastic your thinking is, the more flexible it is. Now, there was a prophet in the Bible who came just before Jesus, and his name was John the Baptist. And he said something very interesting, that, that if you read it quickly, you'll say, well, that's just Judeo-Christian stuff, and you know that's just you know religious stuff. But listen to this. He said this, The time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news. Now, if you're a good Catholic or, or a good Protestant, you know, committed Protestant, your first thought when you hear the word repent is, well, I'll go to confession, or I'll go to church and go to the altar and get on my knees and pray to God and ask for forgiveness. But the word repent has, has a much wider range of meaning here than just something moral. Repent there in the Greek literally means change your thinking, or a change of mindset, or, or a change of how you think, your thought life. And because you can't perform an action that is contrary to your opinion until your opinion changes. And this is why why that word repent is for all generations, whether you're religious or not. Every day you repent of something in the sense of, you say, you know what, that worked before, but I just don't believe it's going to work anymore. And this is what I'm saying today, that, that what got us this far can't get us to that other side in, in the season of our life. And you always hear me saying that God has a purpose for all of us. God loves us. He has a purpose for all of us. Even if you don't know him, he has a purpose for you. And he wants you to get to know him. But uh, so change your mind. I heard it put beautifully by, by someone uh, a couple years ago when they said, you can't enter the, the new season with the old mindset. And that is so appropriate for this season we're in because we, we must change the way that we're processing, the way that we're looking at it. But another way that we, we have to maybe reframe ourselves, reinvent ourselves, is in our attitudes. Our attitudes is basically our general outlook. How do you see life? Are you, are you naturally a negative person? Are you naturally the kind of person who, who uh, looks at life and says, well, you know, we're not going to make it. You know, we're all dead anyway. Um, and you're, you're macabre, you're dark by nature. But our attitudes speak of our stance or the way that we frame things in life. Those things can either be hopeless or hopeful. And maybe 
even before the season happened, before the pandemic and before the the violence and and the 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 uh, opinions that are going back and forth, just where you feel like you feel like you're being torn apart by them. Before that, maybe maybe you were negative before that. And maybe you realize that, hey, I can't go on like this because there's nothing to look forward to. There's no hope. If, if if I don't have anything to hope for or to look forward to, what's the point of life? And so there are certain attitudes that none of us can afford because those attitudes can keep us from moving forward with our lives. And even the way you look at yourself in life Let's say you're the kind of person that whatever you see in the mirror when you wake up in the morning, you hate or you don't forgive or you look at yourself and say, I'm a loser. I can't make it. You must shed those things if you're going to move forward in your life. Why? Because God created you and he loves you as you are. And if he forgives you, then you must release yourself also. But a third way I want to give you that needs to change if, if we want to get there from here is is in our methods. And our methods are, are simply, how do you get from point A to point B? That's your method. How do you get from point A to point B? How do you, how do you uh, not only have a plan, but how do you implement that plan in your life? Now, there was a famous leader in the Bible by the name of Zerubbabel, and I hope I'm pronouncing it right. But uh, he was fretting, he was kind of wringing his hands back and forth, struggling, wondering, how do I help our people, the Jews, the Hebrews, how do we help them? They're struggling, they're marginalized, how do we help them? And he's wringing his hands and struggling. And God told him, this man who was stressed out and kind of going back and forth in stress, he told him what to do in a crisis and how to look at it. And he said this, he said, this is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel, not by might, which is by strength, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. And that sounds maybe, if you hear it, maybe quasi-religious to you. And maybe you hear it and you go, oh, come on, man, don't give me this religious talk, but I want you to hear this out. That it's basically saying that conventional means will not work any longer in the season you're in. That the stuff that maybe was a hit in your last season and was a dead ringer in the last season, in this season, has no effect whatsoever. And you have to change. And this is why I want to encourage you not to be afraid, not to be afraid to change, not to be afraid to let God help you through this. God loves you, whether you know him or not. He loves you. He loved, he loved you before you were born and has a plan and purpose for your life. And there's a reason for you to get up out of bed in the morning. There's a reason for you to live because God loves you and he has a plan for you and for this world. So I want to encourage you in this season, as things shift, and we we hear the word that's spoken to death of the new normal, right? And uh, maybe we're exhausted from the new normals that we wonder, you know, stop the world, I want to get off. You know, when does this ride end? Well, I think the, the honest truth is it doesn't end. Change is constant. If you've ever, ever read that wonderful book called Who Moved My Cheese, one of the principles of the book, it's a very short book, you could read it in half an hour. One of the principles of the book is that the cheese is always getting moved. So you got you to get used to that, that you can never settle down and be so comfortable that you're going to keep your cheese forever because your cheese is going to get moldy and stinky 
and you won't be able to eat it anyway. So we must become, become elegant at learning how to change and transition. So until next time, great to be with you. I want, to, I want you to make sure you check out our website, soul02.com, and uh, connect with us on, on YouTube through, through the website. It'd be great to, to have some likes on there and some subscriptions. We're trying to build it up. So I'm going to thank you for your time. God bless.